So Julie, I often tell people that there are four opportunities to overcoming an objection, the most powerful of which is before the objection happens. Have you ever heard of this concept? You're always teaching me new stuff, Torin. No, I haven't. Tell me more. So the acronym for me, and it's something that I used back in the 90s when I had my own sales team, the acronym is WNLB. Well, the B stands for before. And before any of you start to wonder which online system is best for payroll, let me share a few facts. Gusto is actually simple and easy, surprisingly easy and very fast. 90% of customers say switching to Gusto was easy. 85% of customers say running payroll is easier now than their previous provider. And three out of four customers take 10 minutes or less to run payroll with Gusto. I think that's easy. You can use our link, gusto.com forward slash C-A-T-K for three complimentary months. Again, that's gusto.com forward slash C-A-T-K. We've been about this work, diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging, shared through the voices of a white woman and a black man. We bring lived experiences. We have pursued DNI progress for most of our professional lives. We use Crazy and the King to cover news, tips from colleagues, and host incredible guests. Listeners, count on Julie and I to transparently drive the conversation. We thank you for rocking with us. Check it. Check it. Julie, kick off the show. Welcome to Crazy and the King. So I got my pod partner back. Uh, she's still adulting. So what I said we would do, we would literally, it's like building baloney. We're going to like build the show in the midst of doing the show. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be a little bit different. We're going to cover some serious topics, but I'm going to try to do them in a way that makes us, you see, I done kind of took over. We, we just want to do it in a totally different. I mean, she's on vacation. What's happening? How are you? It's the vacation episode. I'm glad you had a good time with Whitey last week. He was so excited to be I on did. the show with you. I did. Um, Absolutely. But well, you know, that was for his first time on. Was it really? That's his first time oh, on. Yeah. I mean, he's the guy behind all of this, <laughs> but he's never been on our podcast. You know he's never been on. I realize that now because he wanted to be on when we first started and I wouldn't let him because I was like, no, because then no. it'll become the, the Chad and King show and I'll be pissed. <laughs> exactly. 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 You know, we, 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 we coming out of the, uh, what do you call it? The farm squad, the, the practice squad, because no, we, 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 we're not going to nope. do that. But I'm surprised like when you you sent me the message and you said, yo, I'm ready to rock. I said, aren't you still on vacation? And you took your microphone and like you are running up and down the West Coast and all over. Yes. Like it's been some things happening out there. So I got my boo. I got Tristan. I picked him up in Portland about 13 about about 10 days ago. And um, I haven't seen him since July. So it was because of COVID. And so after a tearful and momified crying session um 
yes. we headed out and we went to wait a minute wait a minute is that is that crying session caught on camera no, is it hell no. is there is there any is there any video footage of the proof of that happening? there's literally no footage it's like a yeti it no doesn't proof. exist okay got it i got you um, i got you let's see we left portland and then we went down to like it's called trinidad california which is basically like where all the giant redwoods are and we did the avenue of the giants now we went to Santa Cruz and spent a day, and then we meandered down to Santa Barbara and saw one of Tristan's good friends, uh, Hi Paxton, who goes to UC Santa Barbara. And uh, man, that campus is whoa! I mean, there's beaches everywhere on campus. UC Santa Barbara. Any college or high school kids listening, go there. Just do it. Um, what What do you mean when you say there are beaches everywhere? Like we took like a little tour around campus. And in the little part of campus I saw, there were three accessible beaches on campus. And basically, almost all of the housing was near oceanfront for college kids. Yeah, but you know what that sounds like, Jay? Um, That sounds like big dollars. And But I want to go back to something. You you talked about the Redwoods. And Mm -hmm. my understanding, and I've never been to that part of, that's in California, right? Yep. That is in California. Yeah. So I've never been to that part of California and I've never really seen redwood trees in in real life. But my understanding is that they are giants like they are. They are really some big trees. Is that the case? Yes, we actually um, paid ten dollars so we could drive through one of them. And so we rented a Jeep Wrangler and we drove through the middle of a redwood tree, which was pretty amazing. That's that big. Yeah. So, 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 so speaking of, speaking of giants and redwoods, you know, there was this piece, uh, you, you may not have seen it because you were running up and down the the West coast, having a great time, but, um, 70 black executives. I mean, if we're talking about big, you know, these black executives are CEOs. They are the, the, the redwoods of industry, if you will. And they've signed a letter calling on companies to fight a wave of voting rights acts. Uh, and, and I know you and I talked about, you know, what was going on down in Georgia uh, a couple of weeks back. And you you, you may have seen that uh, Governor Kemp signed that legislation. Um, he had, uh, I think, four or five white men standing behind him. Above his head was a picture of a plantation. And he signed that legislation into to law. And my understanding now, Julie, is that there are like almost 500 pieces of similar legislation in various uh, states across the country. And so here's the deal. Here's what's really interesting for me. These black executives are like, look, we are demanding that corporate America stand up and say we ain't having it. How do you feel about that? Um, Yeah, I'm a big fan of Ken Chenault. He was a supporter of uh, our parent company um, when he was at American Express. A lot of respect for him. Not surprised he's out. Not surprised Merck is out. Um, what I am surprised at is that Delta's not out better. Delta has taken a really lame position. Uh, Coca-Cola's not out in the way that they should be. So we need more money where their mouth is, right? I mean, it's always a, it's always a game of, um, look at the left hand and don't watch what the right hand is doing as they continue to funnel money into the pockets of these politicians that are ready to strip away all of our voting rights, um, it, I, I am surprised 
I think more than anything that the response is not greater. I expected a, a kind of January 6th George Floyd sort of response, and we haven't gotten it. And that's surprising me. And, and I'm not sure why companies don't think that the electorate is aware enough at this point that we should, uh, that they should be taking these proactive conversations. And so I, I think there's a lot to play out, but I think this next 18 months is probably the most critical in our in our democracy's history. And if the rest of the CEOs don't show up, we might well be fucked. So it, it's there's a lot of work to be done right now. Okay, so now you just, there's a couple of things that just popped off right there. A couple of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, um, I didn't think that you would have a potty mouth with uh, your family around. This is a first for oh. me because I think <laughs> about, you know, I think about if certain members of my family were around, would I... Would I would I be this version of Torrin or would I be a different version of Torrin? And so as you can see me smiling right now on camera, you <laughs> listeners, you don't have the luxury. But Julie and I are looking at one another and I am absolutely smiling because I didn't think Putin Pop would get off like that. Uh, but Putin Pop says she's going to just be who she is. And that's all what it is. And so uh, so you said something else. You, you asked the question. I don't know why. And Sherilyn Eiffel is asking the very same question. Uh, the president uh, of the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. And she says, um, why is it that corporations that could speak so powerfully and unequivocally in opposition to discrimination against the LGBTQ community and immigrants are not speaking as clearly about the disenfranchisement of black people? This is a race issue. It's, it, you know, it's, it I, is. I, I guess, and we both know that, you know, we know that to be the case. And I guess I ask myself, like, why? Like, why, why, why are you? And, and, and I want it to be rhetorical because I want our episode to stay light. So I want you to just kind of leave it hanging there. I don't even want you to answer it or respond to it. But what I want our listeners to think about is why? Why would you, no matter who you are, why would you support anyone? trying to take the right or make it harder for people to vote, period. Just no political affiliation, no party. Bottom line is, why would anyone support someone else making it harder for you to exercise your right to vote? I want to leave you with that thought. Um, And I want you to come to your own conclusion. And hopefully that conclusion will propel you to take some action. So we talked about some beaches and the last thing that you said, uh, in addition to the, the couple of other things were the beaches. And, and what I was about to say to you, Julie, is that it sounds like you got to have some chips to be on that kind of college campus. Oh man. Yeah. Some chips for real. Like we're talking gotta be $10 million houses. So, I, I mean, what's it cost to even go to school there? Do you know, I mean, what tuition is like? Um, well, I think if you're a resident of California, it's, it's roughly 25 a year. If you're a non-resident, it's closer to probably 60. Actually, that's not, I mean, it sounds going to sound crazy, but that's not as bad as I thought it would be. I thought you was going, I thought you would say something, you know, much closer to like a hundred K a year, something like that. Still a lot of money. 60 K yeah, is still I mean, a lot it's, of money. It's part of the Cal system. So it's a public school. Um, and so if you're a California resident, like definitely go yeah. there cause you can afford Absolutely. it. Um, but even as an out of state, it's, it's still more manageable than a private yeah. school. A lot no of doubt, times. no doubt. So keep me going on the, take me with you on a vacation. So you all 
uh, in that area. And then what happened next? Did you uh, hit wine country yeah. or did you do something different? Well, so Tristan's only 17, so we skipped wine country, much to my chagrin. Oh, um, shit. He could have drank, <laughs> drank the wine. Oh, he would have. It's, um, it's just grapes, right? It's just <laughs> grapes. It's just grapes, right? That's what they say. That's what I, I say. mean, I don't know what the other stuff in there is, but it's just grapes. <laughs> um, let's see. So then we took the top off the Jeep because we were starting to get warm and drove down to Santa Monica, um, just outside of L.A., through Malibu, um, spent two days there, laid on the beach, ate sushi, chopped, did all the things that makes mama happy. <laughs> and wait, a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, but wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're on the beach. Um, yeah. you know, you're doing the things that, so you got to hear some music while you're on the beach. Like, oh yeah, got to be a little bit of music. Yep. Yeah. Did we've, you hear Lil Nas X? Oh, did, did you hear Lil Nas, Nas X? We've had Montero on repeat almost the whole trip. Tristan is like, so let me indulge. Let me indulge. Let me understand what is the fascination with Lil because he's in a he's in a little bit of hot water yeah. right now. Yeah. And and, and 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 completely unbothered by it, if I might add, completely unbothered. Yes. Yes. So this is great. So uh, there is a song out. Oh, my God. Like with little Nas X and Miley Cyrus's dad um, last year. And it was like on the top 100, like number one forever. Um, I don't even know what the name of the song is, but it was like a country rap song, whatever. It was fine. Um, And so just a, a few months after that song came out. Lil Nas X came out and said, like, hey, I'm bi, I'm gay, like, I'm figuring it out, but I'm 21, it's time for me to come out of the closet, do my thing. Um, And so over the next 18 months, he's been working on a new drop for his album with his first single out called Montero, which is, is a song to his younger closeted self to, like, come out and embrace, if you're damned, you're damned. Like, you know, this is who you are. You got to own it. You got to be proud. You're never going to live in the closet again. It's a great song. Um, and with that, he released (laughs) 666 pairs of what we'll call Satan shoes, right? So there's some Nike Air Maxes that have been all blacked out, have red, like the red gel in it with a little human blood in there and um and pentagrams and just satanic satanic kind of things and a video all at once right we're talking one two three 18 months in the planning and then the video for montero comes out i don't know if you've seen this joint but who let's just say he gives satan a lap dance and then murders his ass among other things um and it it really one the video is it, it it focuses on the cliched like homoeroticism of a lot of spiritual symbols and and so he he found a lot of nuance in religion but also use it as a a way to condemn people who say because you're gay because you're queer that you're already condemned so let's just embrace that condemnation and and just live life and boy has he been given it this week on Twitter? Uh, the kid is on fire. Yeah, yeah. I saw, um, I saw some of the 
the tweets and he talked about old town um old town road and yeah you know he one of the tweets that he put up says i literally sing about lean and adultery in old town road and you decided to let your child listen blame yourself he was actually talking to uh, I want to say some politician. I think he was talking to a politician. I can't remember because he has popped so many people this week. Like he literally Ooh. gave uh, a number of politicians, a number of political common, um, what do you call them? Commentarious. Uh, that's probably not the right word. So please, you all listen out there. Don't laugh and torn. Um you know, he, he gave some other entertainers, some sports figures. He gave the business to a lot of people this week. And, you know, one of the interesting things that I saw in this, and, and I can't say that I'm a little Nas X fan. I'm not a I'm not not a fan. I'm just not a fan. And it's not I don't listen to his music. I've never really heard Old Town Road. I mean, of course, in passing by, you may catch a lyric or two here. But one of the tweets that I saw, and it made me pause, uh, the, the tweet, I'm paraphrasing it, Jay, but the tweet said something to the effect of, you know, I spent, I spent my, my youth in shame and almost wanting to commit suicide, feeling as if who I was, what, I was angry being who I was. Basically, you need to be angry right now for using Christianity and other, you know, uh, messaging to to make me feel like I wasn't I wasn't real, if you will. And it's just an interesting yeah. dynamic. And I, I, I am I got to I got to be honest with you. I'm like struggling because I'm like, why is this such a big deal? Like so much of this is just art. No matter who he is, it's it's art. I mean, that's what it is. Think about when we were growing up. I don't know. I, I'm older than you are, Julie, but I remember Ozzy Osbourne biting oh, yeah. the head off of like birds or something when we were growing up. Mm-hmm. Some crazy stuff. It's art. It's performance. These some of these folks they do things for shock value, and he clearly has rattled the nerve of a mini and you said he's genius oh he's genius i mean it kid is only 21 right and to be so open about who he is after being closeted for so long and then to come straight at the religious institutions that say he's damned and and then to just fully embrace it like you and and I grew up in the church so as soon as this hit I knew that it was like shit was going to go bananas and sure enough like ping on the place where I grew up and the whole city is just blowing up about Lil Nas X and the the entertainment industry and the devil and all these kind of things and they're forcing a conversation that they don't realize they're forcing right? Is that you, person X, have decided that my child, that little Nas X, are condemned to hell 
did you expect them to continue to embrace your religion that damns them? And so like they're promoting this conversation that he wants them to have to keep more eyes open about the hypocrisy that follows um, LGBTQ individuals in the church. And, and I think especially black men in the church are extra um, stigmatized when they're, when they're gay. And so He's living it and to plan it out and to be like this, like fully going full dark side, right? Like I I think the kid grew up in church. I think he doesn't actually worship the devil. I think that he's making a statement that says, if I don't have a home with you, then where do you want me to go? And it's, it's not just the church, right? It's a greater societal question of if we continue to treat people as others and they, then what's going to happen, right? We're not going to get a big tent. We're not going to have this unified kind of, uh, you know, American dream. And he's just putting it out there and blowing it up. He's getting sued by Nike because he used some, um, some, the Nike Air Maxes. Actually, I mean, actually, it's just- actually, correction, Jay, he's not being sued by Nike. Yeah. It's the, uh, the vendor that made the Air oh, Max shoe. The- the mischief. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you're yeah. right. Go ahead. But keep going. I'm sorry. I don't know if that's how you say it, yeah. but yeah. No, you're right. Um, so I just I just I think he and he even said on Twitter, he's like, Y'all think this is an accident? Like, I just accidentally put out this video, this song in these shoes, and I didn't know this was coming. Um, and so he's just fully like leaning into all of it. And I think it's fantastic. Um, I, I hope he has a long future in the industry, but also like really supporting kids his age who are ready to come out and be themselves. I think it's good stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know, and it, ra- it, made me it smile. raises, you know, and, and when I read stories like this and, and experience and try to live with these um, scenarios, uh, I think about, you know, a friend just put up a tweet and uh, they are tr- trans and they said, you know, you, you say you love, trans people but you're still having gender reveal parties and so i struggle with that because i'm like okay so listen i want to support you as trans whether it be trans man or trans woman i want and will support you let me be very clear i want and will and then we're going to get back to the beach i will support you in, in in any way that i possibly can But I also am supportive of individuals who want to have gender reveal parties. My daughter just had a gender reveal party a couple of months ago before, you know, my uh, my grandson was born. And I don't see an issue with that. And so I, I, I struggle because. It's it's almost as if. The LGBTQ community wants it to be only their way. And not the way of, uh, because if you if you go against that, then you're transphobic. And I am not in any way transphobic. And so I feel like he is doing a good job of forcing us all to have these conversations. But I think we I think we need to be a bit more understanding in having the conversations. It kind of goes back to you remember when we did the episode and the the person put up the tweet and said. Uh, not allowing two letters to establish the last name on the profile is racism. You remember that? 
yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't feel like I'm trans. I mean, what do you think? I, I, I'd love to hear your opinion, but I don't feel like I'm transphobic because I'm supportive of people having gender reveal parties. Um, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't think I'm transphobic. I think it's like related to a conversation we had a maybe like two or three weeks ago. It's like the force for the trees stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. And we, the powers that be are so good at manipulating the emotional parts of things, right? So we focus on these gender reveal parties, but this week Arkansas signed a, a law into that transgender athletes can't participate well transgender females cannot participate in athletics that there has to be a medical exam like there i mean it's as they're rolling back rights at the state level because they've got a a majority on the supreme court conservative majority um activists and i haven't heard the gender reveal party so i'm kind of talking off the cuff but activists aren't focused on the right things they're focused on this blue or pink reveal party. Nobody gives a shit. Like have a gender reveal party, raise your child in a genderless or gendered life, just make a happy kid. Um, But also could we pay fucking attention to what's happening around us that are actually stripping away rights? Those are the things that we need to, to focus on. So I agree. Like, I think that those things are forest for the trees. We're missing what we should be focused on by, um, having activists who are having these conversations instead of just letting you enjoy your gender reveal party and, and getting to the work that really needs to be done to protect kids. 1000% agree. And so what were you focused on when you went into the first shop? Was it a handbag? Was it a new hat? What were you focused on? Um, well, I bought some new summer dresses. Okay. Uh, I bought some new Birkenstocks. But you ain't got nowhere to go. Um, so what you, you trying to get, get fly for the backyard? Or, or you're planning on, Dude. oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. You got your shots. So you're probably like, I'm going to take advantage of some movement this summer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We've got a wedding in April. Okay. Chad's 50th birthday is in May. So, yeah, we got stuff. We got stuff. Um, so, yeah, I'm getting getting ready. Okay. Getting tan, getting on the little exercise machine. No Botox, no Botox, no Botox, no Botox, no Botox, no Botox. Oh, yeah. I just got my Botox done again in like February. Did you? <laughs> so look, my, it doesn't move. Well, doesn't move. I mean, you know, okay. Well, I didn't know. So, so let me just say like, the, <laughs> hey, hey, so for real, good, good. This is good because it's not as if you went mm-hmm. overboard with it. You know, I've seen people yes. go overboard and it's like, wow. Why'd you? So, yeah. so do you remember the original Lil' Kim versus today's Lil' Kim? <laughs> I rest my case. Yeah. Okay, keep going. So you you got a couple of dresses, some Birkenstocks. You yeah. got some things. To yep. do. Let's keep going because yep. I don't want any publicists. Right. I don't want any publicists or A and R people to listen to Crazy and the King. You know, in our twentieth twentieth thousandth download, I don't want anyone from Sony or whatnot to call and be like, uh, <laughs> "We heard what you said about Lil Kemp." You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that that would be a long list of litigators if that was the thing. Um, so let's see. So we wrapped up in Santa Monica, and then yep. we went to um, Palm Springs for okay. three days. Um, had this little cute boutique hotel, laid by the pool. Um, went to Joshua Tree, saw some cactuses, some cacti, cacti. Um, and cacti. Probably put at least a good three hundred miles on the jeep just roaming around in that joint. Um, 
And that was amazing. And now, yes, yesterday we got to my father, who we call Faja, um, Faja's house, and and my stepmom, Patty, and my grandma, Wanda. Um, We're going to be here for four days and going to go out on his boat. And we're going to a town where there are burrows running free in a little bit. So, yeah, we on. Oh, so listen. So speaking of being on, why don't we do uh, do the service of dropping the job vite ad in right here, and then we'll come back and kind of finish up your adulting experience because I'm vicariously living through you at this particular point. Uh, I have only been on two planes in the last uh, 15, 16, 17, 17 months. Uh, only two planes. I'm I'm vicariously living through you. So let's drop a drive right ad in and then let's come back because I do want to talk to you about one thing before we get out of here and then you go enjoy Faja. Two planes. I'm I'm vicariously living through you. So let's drop a drive right ad in and then let's come back because I do want to talk to you about one thing before we get out of here and then you go enjoy Faja. Really quick before Torin and I hop back into the episode, have you heard about the new Jobvite? The social recruiting innovator is now the end-to-end TA suite leader, helping TA teams attract, engage, hire, onboard, and promote the talent they need to succeed. But built specifically for talent acquisition professionals, the Jobvite talent acquisition suite delivers an unmatched depth of capabilities from AI to DNI, recruitment marketing to applicant management, new hire onboarding, employee referrals, internal mobility, all with next-gen analytics to help you prove the value you deliver to your organization. Whatever your recruiting challenge, Jobvite has a solution. Visit jobvite.com slash C-A-T-K today. Again, jobvite.com forward slash C-A-T-K. Now let's get back into the show. Okay, awesome. So look, Here's the deal Uh, real quick, because you got other things to do and I just want to get your opinion. Um, This has almost been a blackity black episode. Uh, I mean, I kind of had to do that because last week with the title and all that other stuff, I just thought we'd have to balance it out a little bit. So, you know, we kind of hit the blackity black scene um, and I'm cool with that. Uh, So I, I got a question for you. You know, the, the advertising, industry is about $150 billion per year. And and we talked a moment ago about uh, Delta stepping up, Coca-Cola stepping up as it relates to these voter suppression uh, laws that are floating around various states uh, in the union. And so when I think about $150 billion, I think about a lot of opportunity. Um, I think about a lot of, and it's got to be bigger than that. I feel like the ad industry is bigger than that. But nonetheless, I'm going to go with that number. There's a lot of opportunity to create. I don't want to use the word wealth, but certainly put black business owners in a place that they can make some different things happen. And so this week, uh, a piece came out. uh, Byron Allen sent a letter to the CEO of General Motors. And Julie, I don't know if you know this, but General Motors spends billions every year on advertising. And in the letter from Byron Allen, it said that the money going to black owned and I underscore owned 
black owned media companies, they receive 0.5% of the billions that they spend. Now, I did a quick calculation. I said if General Motors just spent $2 billion per year in advertising, 0.5% of that is $10 million. What do you think when you hear something like that? that I don't know. I, I honestly like this is one that I think very close to your heart because you are a black owned business. You're in media, you're on Sirius XM. Like this is kind of something that really stands out to you. And it's something that I would have not thought of had you and I not been having this conversation. Um, and so 10, 10 million is not enough. Um, and certainly they should have a, I would say at least 10%, if not 15%, like the other group that we've been talking to or talking about over the last few weeks that would go to black owned media companies. Uh, is is there is that enough? I don't know, because how many black owned media companies are there? Do you have any any intel there? So I know of at least five. Okay. I'm sure there are more. Oh yeah. But I know of at least five of them. And Oftentimes, and it's so good that you raised that issue, because one of the things that I kept saying to, you know, uh, platforms like Sirius XM and for years prior to that is it's not only that I want to have a conversation around career development, diversity and disruption. It's in having the conversation around those subjects. We can go out to corporations and get support. We can bring advertising dollars to the platform. And I got to tell you, it was the hardest conversation to have with the powers that be on these various platforms. And Julie, those conversations were not only happening with white decision makers, they were happening with black decision makers. Really? Black decision makers didn't see the value in having the conversation around career development, diversity, and disruption, and the connection to bringing in additional ad dollars to their platform. And I'm talking radio. I'm talking print magazines. I'm talking the whole nine, whole nine. Wow. So you're right. It is very close to me because I think, you know, like $10 million. Yeah. Like I'm trying to do 10 million. I'm trying to do 10 million myself as a, Small, you know, I got a five member team. I'm trying to do 10 million. Nope. That's like pennies. That's like, that way, drop it's like really like that solidified kind of the thought process for me. Yeah. You're spot on. Spot on. It, it's amazing to me. And so when 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 listeners think about this and, and, and the challenge that I have is that I want people to really, really sit with the ways that we are trying to navigate um, institutional and systemic challenges, barriers, impediments. And it's not about just meritocracy. It's not only about pulling yourself up by your bootstrap. You know, one of the the black owned media firms is Roland Martin and Mm -hmm. Roland. If you look at Roland Martin's uh, YouTube channel, He's somewhere close to 800,000 subscribers. 
Now, you're talking about a guy who's been in media for quite some time, probably at least 20 years. Mm -hmm. You're talking about a guy who walked away from, uh, I think it was CNN and TV One uh, back in 2018. I literally was on his last episode on TV One, December of 2018, if I'm not mistaken. I was mad about it, too, because I didn't get a haircut. I like got, <laughs> I got a call at like, I got a call at like 10 o'clock the night before, and they were like, we're going to send a car to your house and pick you up. We need you in the studio in the morning at like 6 a.m. I'm like, I can't get my barber to my house at 11 at night. But anyway, you know, so he goes from z almost zero YouTube subscribers to like 700,000 and literally is begging these corporations to advertise on his show. And so it's not about, you know, it's not always, it's easy to put it under a bucket of just work harder. It That's just, that's an easy, that's a cop-out phrase. That's what that is. Yes. Yes. And it always has been. That doesn't matter if you're black or you're white. If you're poor, you, you do not have the leg up here. And it, we have True. to start recognizing that, right? We get to have whole conversations about Amazon and the unions. And and this is like a perfect, you know, segue into that. We're not doing that today. But you, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. Yeah, absolutely. So I just wanted to put that out there. I want our listeners to be thinking about that. And so that's a great way for us to end the show, getting you all to think about your organizations and you all supporting Crazy and the King. We have the support of Gusto. We have the support of Jobvite, and we absolutely appreciate the both of them. But we'd love to have the support of a number of your organizations that are out there. And speaking of support, uh, shout out to Seed and Spark. Seed and Spark is actually running a crowdfunding campaign right now. They're trying to bring a web series to life. Uh, I believe it's called Diversity Hires. Uh, and so you can find their uh, pitch video. If you go to seedandspark.com, I'm sure they have it on the website. It actually is an interesting YouTube, uh, I, I, I guess you can call it a webisode, if you will, but I'm, I, I'm loving it and, and I'm going to give. So I'm going to make it my business to support and donate to the crowdfunding that campaign that they have. And then Nordstrom, real quick, I love supporting those that support all of us. And Nordstrom created Black Space. And it's a space where they are highlighting black clothing designers. And I don't know how many stores they're creating black space in, but I love the fact that it's called Concept 12 Black Space. I love that they are doing that. So so now that you are down at Faja's, you're going to spend some time. Um, kind of let us in the show, if you will, so you can go enjoy the family. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, just a quick name drop to the people of California who amazingly kept us feeling so safe, so masked up, um, lots of good practices. We were able to visit a lot of places and feel like we were well taken care of and, and weren't the outliers. So that was a blessing that we're not used to in the Midwest. Um, and after that, thank you to my wonderful husband for being whitey last week, as he always is every week. Um, and for you, my partner, for taking care of this show and taking care of last week with uh, with Chad. I want you to make sure you have fun. I close reminding each and every one of you, share the pod with your digital tribe and to find your voice. Be a better human. Be a better human. Let's create better culture, teams and workplaces for now. Jay and I are ghost. See ya.
So, Torin, we have a sponsor. Mad cool. That says that they appreciate the work that we are doing through this podcast vehicle. You know what else is cool is what other people are saying about Gusto. So give me examples. I mean, it's easy for you to say people are talking about it, but give me some examples. So Tom S. said Gusto has allowed my small company to offer big time benefits without an HR department. Shout out to Tom, but do you have more? Yes, I have another one from Station who says Gusto is effortless, which is how I like HR. Out of sight, out of mind, yet doing what it's supposed to do. So what you are saying is Gusto is more than a payroll provider. Absolutely. And Gusto integrates with all of your favorite tools that, again, makes life easier. Tools like QuickBooks, Google, and and many others. So if you visit gusto.com slash C-A-T-K, that's gusto.com forward slash C-A-T-K, you'll get three complimentary months from Crazy and the King. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transformed where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube. 